what it do you're in the building and you're listening to another episode of mud talk with your boy coach t welcome back to season six listen if you tapped in last week you know that i dropped the random episode in the middle of the week um i never drop episodes on a wednesday but i definitely dropped the episode last wednesday because i thought it was important to discuss a topic that was happening in real time and i really wanted to get my opinion out on it before everything hit the fan and of course it hit the fan very very i ain't gonna say it was quick because it seems like every day we got on twitter and or at least every day i got on twitter because i feel like that's that's where i find my news as far as social media is concerned it's twitter first and then after twitter i'm on instagram but i'm on twitter definitely for the news and um, everything that's happening right And so every day on Twitter, it seems like there was a different story, a different report. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real, real honest. Do not trust (laughs) blue check people or verify people on Twitter. And I mean people in the sports world because just because they have a check mark beside their name does not mean that what they tweet is the truth. Because there were people saying all kinds of things. And, And don't get me wrong. Some of the people, you know, have certain sources or whatnot. And 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 I, and I want to believe that if a source that you have is someone that you trust and you've used them in multiple different occasions and situations where the news that you've gotten from them or the information that you've gotten from them has proven to be accurate. Then I get why you would take that information and tweet it out. But there were so many people, I mean, tweeting every update on Deshaun Watson. It was like Deshaun Watson was just spotted here. And he had like a, you know, a a caramel latte or something like, I I don't know, man. It was just crazy. It was crazy every day. I'm kind of glad that the Panthers ended up not getting Deshaun Watson. If you listen to the episode, I was talking about how I thought that Deshaun Watson coming to Carolina didn't make sense because it truly didn't make sense to me. It did not make sense that somebody in his position at his age would want to come somewhere that basically was really no different than the team that he was leaving. And I mean, top to bottom, we're talking skill wise, we're talking front office wise, head coach, whatever have you. And on top of that, the city's not better. And then it was said that Deshaun Watson didn't want to go to a cold weather state or a cold weather team. And he ends up going to the Browns, which was crazy. So that just blew that just blew my mind. You know, shout out to Deshaun Watson because however his agent uh, did what he did and uh, worked his magic, some kind of way he was uh, guaranteed $230 million in the process. So listen, go get your bag. I'm not mad at it. Um, you know, reports came out that Deshaun Watson may not even play for a few games because of a pending NFL suspension because of whatever situation took place. But the Deshaun the, the Watson uh, saga is now over with. He, he's a Cleveland Brown, and he's going into a very, very competitive division where there's no shortage of talented quarterbacks. So I'm interested to see how that's going to work out. But the Deshaun Watson mess is over. Uh, I think, again, I was right. I hate to give myself a pat on the back, and I rarely, as of late, in the last season or so, I, I rarely get on here and talk about sports, but I am well, uh, I'm very um, invested into the sports community, especially basketball and football prep hoops as it pertains to high school, because I have two kids that play basketball in my house. But even if they didn't play ball, I would still be paying attention to uh, the top high school athletes 
all over the internet. You know, I do my research and things like that. Speaking of hoops, man, shout out to the Hornets. It looks like tonight we're about to end our winning streak. We were on a five-game winning streak until tonight. I was feeling kind of bad. I was like, uh, we're playing the New York Knicks. And right now, it's not looking too good. Just a live update. Yeah, the Knicks are whooping us right now, man. They're up like 15 at halftime. Um, we've seen crazier things happen in the NBA. So maybe the Knicks are out for blood. Last time the Knicks played the Hornets, you know, Melo got real busy on them boys and, and Miles got busy. You know, as a matter of fact, I was at the game when they played the Knicks um, here in Charlotte and it was a very fun atmosphere. I can I can say this. New York Knicks fans are everywhere and they're definitely here in Charlotte. Um, had a ball at that game watching the Hornets just um, beat the Knicks and shut the Knicks fans up. They're, they're crazy. Knicks fans are crazy, man. They're crazy about their team. And um, it was it was a fun it was a fun environment. But the Knicks look like they're going to get their revenge right now on us. Hopefully not. If we do win, that will be our biggest win streak of the season so far. Six games. Looking like we're going to lock up a 40 get 40 win season here shortly. You know, just need a few more wins to to get that going. But um, very happy about the Hornets. Shout out to the Carolina Tar Heels, man. Shocked the world, man. We shocked the world last week. Beat the number one seed, the Baylor Bears, and defending national champions. Man, I can't, I can't be any prouder of this team. Oh man, Coach Hubert Davis, Coach of the Year in my mind. You, you know, for someone to take over a basketball team, and it's not just any organization, right? It's just not any school. You're taking over Carolina. Not only are you taking over Carolina from a Hall of Fame coach that won multiple championships and pretty much brung Carolina back to where they – and some people would say he may have did more for Carolina than Dean Smith. Now, that's a debate that I'm not ready to dive into just yet, but I've heard a lot of people in the sports community say that Roy Williams done – you know, he did more – than Dean Smith. But you know what Dean Smith did for Carolina to me, you can't just uh look at wins, you can't just look at championships. He did a lot of stuff um as you know, you know as it pertains to black athletes and things like that, you know. So so Dean Smith is the GOAT in my opinion, but Roy Williams definitely won multiple championships, multiple ACC titles. Um just a GOAT, man, just a legend in his own right. But Hubert Davis to be the first African-American coach in Carolina history, man, it, it, it just comes with a tremendous amount of pressure. And you feel it as a fan um, of the university and just, just being an African-American myself, I'm looking at him like just hoping he doesn't, you know, have a bad season, just hoping that um, he does well, you know, every time he, he steps out there with the team because he's been getting criticized all year. And it's like, it's crazy to believe that, you know, halfway through his very first season, someone who played for Carolina, who had a long career in the NBA and, you know, worked under Roy Williams for a long time, would be under such scrutiny with a team that we pretty much knew going into the season who we had, right? We knew who we had going into the season. We knew what took place in the offseason, losing a big-time trans, uh, a big-time five-star recruit who – 
left the University of North Carolina. And I won't say his name, but long story short, that team that he transferred to is now out of the tournament. Um, but anyway, there was just we, we, we knew everything about this team. We, we knew everything about this team. We knew everything about this roster. And we knew that the only thing that was pretty much different was the coach this year. Right. And with him being an African-American coach, I've seen a lot of people just, you know, calling for his head on, on, on Twitter. You know, Twitter can get kind of savage, especially when it comes to sports. Um, I would say when it comes to anything, but definitely when it comes to sports. But, you know, people were calling for his head and and saying that, you know, he, he wasn't the right fit for the job. And, you know, it just upset me so much. You know, I try not to let much get to me when it comes to sports, because, you know, these are children when it comes to college sports. Like you may say children. I'm like, yeah, children. I don't care if they're 21, you know, 20 years old. They're, they're still children. They're, they're still in school. They're still um, trying to figure out who, who they are and, and in what direction in life they're going to go. Basketball is just a small piece to the puzzle. And when you have grown people on the Internet, you know, just talking down on children and talking down on a coach, you know, A, because he's African-American, B, because it's Carolina and he's African-American. It's just, you know, it, it gets real, real sickening at, at times. And um, I'm just so happy for, for for Coach Hubert Davis this year and the success that he's having and he's had with his team, you know, from beating Duke uh, that last game of the season. You know, that's going to go down in history. Um, nobody ever there's, there's no one else, no matter what happens at Carolina. Hubert Davis in his very first season beating Coach K in his last matchup against Carolina in Cameron Indoor Stadium will live forever. So the fact that he has that under his belt, the fact that um, he got us back in the top 25 before the season was out, the fact that we go into the tournament as an eight seed <laughs> uh, after, you know, a few previous years before that, and you, you guys know the story, you, you can just do the history. We, we weren't doing too well, right, prior to Roy uh, Williams retiring. And for Hubert Davis to come in, you know, right the ship and get us to where we are today and beating Baylor, right, the defending national chaps, champs, no one gave us a chance to win that game. And, you know, I remember tweeting out a picture, you know, that morning on, on, on various different social media platforms, I think Instagram, and um, I may have even posted this on Facebook. Yes, that's Facebook. Because you, you guys know me. If you've been listening to this pod, I don't, I don't do Facebook. Um, anyway, I posted it on my story because I'm like, let's shock the world today. It was my very first post of the day. It was early that morning. And that's really how I felt. Now, did I know we would go out there and beat Baylor? No, I didn't. But watching that game, being up 25 points, man, it was crazy. And then, you know, Brady Manick getting ejected for, you know, what was deemed a flagrant two for what, what I would consider an inadvertent elbow on a box out. If you play the game of basketball, these things happen. If you're going to call a flagrant one, okay, I get it. But a flagrant two um, on a kid who had a ton of family at the game, who was red hot. He had 26 points at the time, at the time of his ejection. We were up 25 points. Um, he gets ejected. And, of course, Baylor instantly goes on a run. They come back. They tie the game up at 80 apiece. We end up going to overtime, and in overtime, we take it and we win it. But just a crazy, crazy game, crazy way to advance to the Sweet 16. And no matter what happens from here, I'm extremely proud of Hubert Davis, the University of North Carolina, and man, R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, 
the whole squad, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, man, you got to feel great for these kids, man. They've, they've been under so much um, stress and scrutiny, you know, playing at a, a prestigious uh, university like the University of North Carolina is not an easy task, right? And, and so, you know, my, my hat's off to these kids, man, and, and Hubert Davis and the coaching staff and all those guys that are doing their job to get these guys all on one page and um, playing together the way they do, um, not not having a ton of bench production. It's just absolutely crazy, man. You got to be proud of them. And, and also, shouts out to the women's basketball team up at the University of North Carolina. They also advanced to the Sweet 16. Man, it's just a good year right now for basketball in the Tar Heel State. You know, so I'm, I'm very proud of the University of North Carolina. To kind of follow up my conversation about basketball, I made a tweet the other day, and and I, and I meant this when I said it. I say, look, um, I'm I'm done discussing or comparing LeBron, Jordan, and Kobe. I'm just blessed to say that I was able to see them all play basketball all in their peaks, like all in their prime. I was able to see Jordan play in his prime. I was able to see Kobe play in his prime. And I was able to see Braun. You, you could argue or debate whether he's still in his prime. He, he's the NBA's leading scorer right now. He's probably going to win the scoring title. He, he's went for a 50 ball multiple games in the last like three weeks. Uh, he's 37 years old and he had a ridiculous dunk on Kevin Love the other night that you can debate whether he looked like he was 37 or 20 years old or 19 years old. Look, man, LeBron is just an absolute freak and I'm, I'm done comparing them. Like, I don't even want to get into a debate with anybody about any of that stuff, man. Like, I love basketball and because I love basketball, I love to see the great players play and I respect greatness. And when it's all said and done, LeBron is going to be one of the top three players to ever play this game. Now, how you view it, that's up to you. But he just, oh, yeah, checked off another milestone on his long list of accomplishments and, and surpassed a great Carl Malone as the number two all-time leading scorer in NBA history, which means next year he's only going to follow that up by becoming the number one leading scorer in NBA history. I don't care how you feel about it. I'm just done comparing them. I'm done. I'm done because if numbers don't mean anything, why do we keep record of them? Why do we, um, you know, put players on a pedestal that have accomplished such great things in their career if numbers mean nothing? Why do we look up to people in the real world? And I mean, forget sports. People in, uh, in the music industry, people in the business community, that have longevity. And, I, and what I mean by that is just there's very few people that can uh, um, become rich and continue to be richer and richer and richer and richer 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years down the line. You know, at some point in time, you expect these people to fall off, right? Longevity is something that I haven't witnessed in the NBA. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll be 37 in July, but I haven't witnessed longevity in the NBA. And I'm, and I'm talking about somebody that's in year 19 and playing on the level that he's playing on, like, forget about his team, right? Forget about the fact that Anthony Davis, you know, with the exception of the year that they won the championship in L.A., has been pretty much injured, right? And his supporting cast has been really pretty much nothing. Um, and at 37 years old, he's leading the league in scoring and playing ridiculous, man. Like, uh, 
don't it, just 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 leave me alone with the comparisons. All right. I'm done. I'm not here to say LeBron is the greatest of all time. I'm just saying that when you when you mention the GOAT, you can't not mention LeBron James. Okay? You can't. Whether you want to mention Jordan and Kobe and Kareem and Magic, whoever you consider the GOAT to be, you just can't not mention LeBron James. All right? I'm going to put a cap on that one. All right? Staying on the topic of basketball, man, I you know, this week, I, I've been really kind of digging into the NBA and, and just looking at different players and, and, and just watching the level of talent that's in the NBA right now. I, I think that we're looking at some of the most, if not the most, skilled players, and I mean across the board, in the NBA that we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. I will, I will die by that statement. We have just multiple players dropping 50 balls, man. It was a dude the other night who uh, played for the Detroit Pistons. And, I mean, man, forgive me right now because I'm drawing a blank on his name. But dude, uh, dude went for 51 points. He went for 51 points. And, I, and honestly, I may know who this guy is. And, and I, I'm going to look it up right now because I want to put some respect on his name, man. He went for 51 the other night. Um, Detroit P- Pistons player goes for 51 I'm looking at like I'm literally typing this in right now. Uh, No cap. 50 points. Uh, Let's go here. Uh, Detroit. Here we got. Um, Shoot. Okay. Sadiq Bay scored 51 points. Uh, 60-year-old NBA record is said to be broken. So Sadiq Bay, who's a player for the Detroit Pistons, and I honestly, I don't really know much about him, but He's in the NBA, and because you're in the NBA in 2022, you're an absolute stud of a basketball player. Um, I think that that basketball is hands down, in my opinion, the hardest sport to be successful in, um, because there's very few spots available on teams in the NBA, and there's very few open spots, right? So even if you get drafted first round, you're still going to come in the league and potentially get sent to the G League or never even play, right? And, and and eventually go overseas or maybe even disappear on a roster. Like right now, the Hornets, we have a, you know, two first round picks that are playing in the G League. And both players have proven to be pretty good. They, it, there's just no room for them on this roster that, that, that the Hornets have constructed that is a guard-heavy roster. And we're getting great production from our guards. And there's no room for a first round pick and James Booknight to get minutes when all our guards are healthy. So um, it, it's very tough to be in the NBA. It's, it's, it's even tougher to stay in the NBA. And if you're in the NBA and you're, and you're scoring on a regular basis, it's just saying that you're just a ridiculous stud of a basketball player and you deserve to be where you're at right now. Now, there was a time growing up where I didn't always believe that. Like I would watch certain NBA games as a kid and Michael Jordan was extremely dominant. You know, he was just, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else at the time. Right. But there was teams that had players that you was like, man, this guy's just not good. I almost get upset. And I mean, like, I'm serious. Like I get upset if my son says this dude on this team sucks. Oh, he sucks. I'm like, man, he's in the NBA. 
Not only is he he's in the NBA, but he's in the NBA in 2022. That's just just phenomenal in itself. There's no way that you suck and you're in the NBA in 2022. I don't care if you're on the bottom of the roster. The bottom of the roster dude will give your favorite player a 50 ball on every on any given night when given the green light to take the shots. And to me, it's just it just speaks to the level of talent that is in the league right now. Take advantage of watching as much NBA basketball as you can. It is just phenomenal right now. Um, I I can say this on record. I, I truly believe at some point in time, based on longevity, um, if he stays healthy, if he can have a LeBron-type run, and it's going to be hard for, for him to do that because he's already gotten injured uh, a few different times and had season-ending injuries and, and things like that. Um, but if Kevin Durant could some kind of way just just rip off, you know, the next 10 years of being healthy playing basketball, we may be looking at the best player we've ever seen play the game of basketball. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone make scoring the basketball look as easy as Kevin Durant does. Um his his talent level, his ability, his skill set is just it's unmatched. And I remember I remember a time where I would argue this with my players. Um, I think I'm on record saying this on one of my episodes where we were talking about Kevin Durant um, at a practice, and you know I'm I'm a LeBron guy. You know LeBron's my guy, and and one of my players, shout out to Braylon, man, a phenomenal athlete, even better young man. Um, Kevin Durant's his guy, and he would always say, "No, man, Kevin Durant's better than LeBron," and this was. You know, LeBron after he won in Cleveland, and this was LeBron when he went to L.A. and won a title. So, you know, at that time, like, LeBron was doing his thing, right? And so even though Kevin Durant had won a few championships in Golden State, my my argument was that Kevin Durant had so much help that, you know, who wouldn't win a championship? But when I look back at it, Kevin Durant was the reason <laughs> Golden State won those titles. He is ridiculously talented, uh, you know, He's literally a seven-foot guard. He, he makes guys look absolute silly on the court. Guarding him is almost n just near impossible. And he's skinny as crap. Like, shout out to all of my skinny people, people like me. Uh, they said that Kevin Durant couldn't make it. All of these scouts said he couldn't make it because he was skinny. And because of his weight alone, that he would not make it in the league. But guess what? Skill... Right in today's game is what matters. It, it doesn't matter how strong you are. It, it, none of that matters. Now, Kevin Durant being seven foot definitely helps because if, if Kevin Durant was, um, you know, this skinny 5'10 guard, of course, he probably would have never got drafted and never got a chance in the NBA in today's NBA anyway because, you know, back in the day, you know, when I say back in the day, back in my day as a kid, you know, I witnessed a lot of guards that were, you know, 5'11", 6' actually get drafted. And in today's NBA, those type of guys don't really get a chance. They don't get a chance at all, even if they're just a super hooper. Like, they, they just don't. <laughs> super hooper. Yeah, I said that. Even if they're just a ridiculous hooper, man, they, they don't get a chance. They won't get a chance because of their size. And right now, when you have point guards like LaMelo Ball, 6'8", and, and everyone's looking for the next big guard that can do absolutely everything. You know, look at Cade Cunningham in, in, in Detroit. Like, 
they're looking for big guards to to, to run the point and and actually um, be able to create mismatches against other teams night in and night out, be able to defend multiple positions, and to just flat out not be a liability on the defensive side of the basketball. So for someone that's as skinny as Kevin Durant to prove everyone everybody wrong and almost looks like he's getting better year in and year out, it's absolutely scary. Now, will he win a championship or not in Brooklyn? I, who knows, right? But I think that he's already, um, you know, pretty much punched his ticket to the Hall of Fame. He's all, he's already punched his ticket as the most skilled player to offensively to ever play this game. Um, and number two, the number two most skilled player offensively is on his team. And Kyrie Irving, who is just um, a nightmare to defend, like, Yo, like I give everyone in the league props that has to um, look at the scouting report and like, oh, snap, I got to guard Kyrie tonight. And you don't just have to guard like Kyrie that's playing every game. You're guarding Kyrie that's playing like part-time basketball for the stupid rules that are in place in New York where he can't actually play a home game because he's unvaccinated. But on the other side, he can actually be at the game without a mask on as a fan at home but he can't play. It is just, uh, <clears throat> it's an absolute mess. Um, so I feel like Kyrie Irving is just, he's just taking it out on whoever is going to guard him when he does actually get to play in the, you know, the road games or whatnot. So Kevin Durant and Kyrie to me, hands down offensively, offensively, the two most skilled basketball players I've ever seen in my lifetime. Now you can say what you want, if you feel differently about that, feel free to reach out to me at Mud Talk Podcast on Instagram. Tweet me, whatever. But in my lifetime, I've been able to see some really, really skilled offensive players, and none of which had handles like Kyrie, none of which had the ability to score at three levels with the ability to play just like a guard and rebound and defend like a Kevin Durant. I've never seen it. I've never seen it from anyone else and, and nobody's even close. And so every player that I've named on this podcast today from MJ to Kobe to Braun to, um, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they all have their place in NBA history as being one of the greatest players to ever do it. And for those of you that are a little bit older than me and you want to argue and say that, uh, Kyrie wouldn't do that against my era. Why? Because the older players had the ability to foul people. It had nothing to do with deep, their, their ability to stay in front of people. Like back in the day, there were low scoring games because there were a lot of fouls that weren't called. The NBA were, they were literally letting players beat themselves up on the court. Um, you know, the, the New York Knicks were, were infamous for doing this. Right. And, um, it's just not like that in the NBA anymore. And even if it was, you still would have to stay in front of Kyrie Irving. Like, good luck doing that, man. Good luck trying to slide your feet. Like, imagine being a coach, like, and me being a coach. Like, I tell kids, man, you got to slide your feet, keep your hands off of them, stay in front of them, right? That's not going to work playing against Kyrie Irving. You're going to need some kind of help, man. He's just going to make you look foolish. And as a matter of fact, today was his birthday. Happy birthday to Kyrie Irving. And I say this, and I mean this being a Carolina fan. Um, yes, I'm going to admit this on air. 
Kyrie Irving is the best player to ever come out of the University of Duke. And it's not even close. He's the best player to ever come out of Duke. And, and what I mean by that is that, I, yes, I'm the guy that, 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 that takes your college career and compares it, uh, or, or how can I say this? I take your college career and I pair it with your NBA career, and then I determine how great of a player you really are. You know what I mean? When it's all said and done. Some guys are great college players. We've had a ton of them at Chapel Hill. Tyler Hansborough, um, you know, um, Ty Lawson, uh, you know, Kendall Marshall. I mean, you name it, man. Raymond Felton, Sean May. We've had a ton of really, really good college players that did not amount to much of anything on the NBA level. Now, whether they had long NBA careers or they made a ton of money in the NBA, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going in the NBA and being an absolute stud and dominating and, and just, you know, whether that's winning championships, making it to all-star games, you know, whatever. Um, there's been very, very uh, few players to come from Duke and to go into the NBA and dominate the way Kyrie has. By far the best player with a, a the number two being probably Grant Hill. Even though injuries took away a lot of his career, you could say that Grant Hill was probably the, the second best player to ever come out of Duke. Don't talk to me about Zion until he actually puts together um, an NBA career. Because right now, he, he just hasn't played. I mean, he did have an all-star campaign a year ago, but he's been pretty much hurt his whole NBA career. And it's already said that he's out for the rest of the season this year, so he won't even touch the court this year. Talk to me about Zion in another five years, ten years from now, okay? But as of right now, it's Kyrie Irving, and no one is even close. The closest person is Grant Hill. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. From somebody that, unfortunately, has had to watch Duke against Carolina every year um, since I was probably about seven years old, all right? So about 30 years. And I've seen a lot of great players. And None of which have went. Today's episode is brought to you by gingerbrand.com. Go to gingerbrand for all your premium quality streetwear needs. Right now, I'm rocking my super dope, super comfy, all black gingerbrand t shirt. And it's really cool, man, because it actually has a Bible verse right on the front of it. It reads 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, which is right up my alley, man, if you know me. That's awesome, man. So, shouts out to the owner of gingerbrand for getting this out to me. It actually shipped really quickly. It arrived here at my house a lot a lot sooner than I thought it would get here. You know, you can find them on Instagram at gingerbrand underscore. That's at J-E-N-G-E-R brand underscore. If you're on Twitter, go give them a follow at C-O Ginger. Or just go to the website, man, at gingerbrand.com and check them out. He has a ton of different streetwear from jogging suits to hoodies to you know, sweatshirts and t-shirts, man. All the kind of stuff that I like to rock and I'm sure you guys like to rock, man. Shout out to Ginger Brand from the soil, a brand you can believe in, embracing uniqueness, gingerbrand.com. None of those players have had even close to the career that Kyrie Irving has in the league. Now, look, Today's episode has been a, a bit different, right? I just kind of got on here today. I uh, just wanted to just get out some of these sports topics because I do talk sports on this pod, and sports are important to me. Um, it's a very interesting time of year right now where you have, you know, NFL free agency news just going crazy. Um, Tyreek Hill just, just decided to uh, leave the, the Chiefs. 
via trade and go play for the Miami Dolphins. And, and he got a pretty hefty bag for doing so. Um, shout out to Tyreek Hill. I'm always happy to see NFL players get uh, paid a significant amount of money because it's an extremely hard sport to play. And, you know, NFL, it, you know, they say it stands for not for long. And, and, and I mean that. You rarely see guys um, make money out of the NFL and then after they leave, um, continue to to be wealthy. And so I'm, I'm happy for Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm, I'm just happy to see guys get get that bag. Right. So just a lot going on. And I feel like it was just important to get on here and continue to, you know, kind of follow up last week's episode and, and talk some sports. You got March Madness going on, um, you know, a ton of NBA going on. It, you know, it's it's a very, very fun time of year right now because we all know that when the summertime hit, summertime hit is going to get real dry um, in the sports world unless you watch golf or baseball. But um, when it comes to me, I watch golf. I'm a I'm a casual golf fan. So so I'm going to probably watch the Masters. And outside of that, I, I may not watch golf that often. So I definitely don't watch baseball. But, you know. It is what it is, man. Tell me what you think of today's episode. Don't forget to get on Apple and leave a review for this podcast. Make sure you hit that five-star button. Rate and review it, man. It's 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 just like sending me some money, man. You know, if you want to send me money without sending me money, that's the way to do it. And it's free. Um, Spotify can also, uh, they, they just recently added a, a feature, I don't know, a couple months ago where you can rate a podcast now. So, uh, you can rate the podcast on Spotify as well. Always, always, always get at me on Twitter at Mud Talk the Podcast. Same way on Instagram, Mud Talk Podcast. Tap in with me. Give me your opinions. Let me know. Who do you think is the most offensively skilled NBA player in the history of the NBA? And if it's not Kevin Durant or Kyrie, tell me who and tell me why. I, my ears are wide open and I, and I definitely want to hear it. But like I always say, love is free, hate costs. You've been listening to another episode of Mud Talk with your boy, Coach T. We out.